Um, theme today, how to ask God, and as we've just heard, it's the parable of the persistent widow, and if you've got your Bibles, I will be referring to that passage a little bit later in my talk, but alluding to it all the way through. Prepare for a question. What are you like at persisting? Persisting generally, maybe persisting specifically in prayer. Is it something that we give up on far too easily in life and in prayer? I've got a couple of illustrations here. Um, I found a bike lock in my garage, and sometimes I forget the I forget the code. I've got to lock my bike up because if my bike gets nicked, I'm not insured. And sometimes I mess around with this lot and I, I forget the combination. But I think I know the combination. And even when I've got the right click, click, clicks, it sometimes is open. But it's really hard sometimes for me, maybe just at the right angle, for it to come loose. Some of you will have... Um, things on your cases, your travel luggage, little locks. I always forget the combination on that. I very sadly decided there is a combination. And I sat down and worked one out just recently. So I've got far more time than sense, maybe. And the sad thing about that is I did open it. Then I locked it again <laughs> and forgot the number. Click, 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 persistent prayer. Um, don't dislike me for this, but I've um, been skiing recently, and I've got some goggles. And they're supposed to be able to help you to see, but they don't see in all conditions. These particular ones are quite problematic. They have a spiritual dimension. I don't know whether you can read on the side what it says. Sinner. Sinners struggle to see the world as God sees the world, struggle to see ourselves as we see ourselves. We need healing. It's an ongoing work. Um, on one of the days that we were skiing, we at the top of the mountain, complete whiteout, really sorry if you don't get this at all, you just couldn't see anywhere. Hardly beyond the end of our noses, and in those circumstances, it's a question of faith, but there's a few markers along the way, so you don't know whether you're up or down or sideways in some of this light, but there are sometimes some markers on the side that you can get some measurements for, but even better if you've got someone's skis to follow, because you know whether they're going up or down or sideways. I'm not sure it's a good thing, but I encourage my wife to follow me. The hope is you turn and you turn and you turn, but ultimately you come out of the cloud. I don't know what you're like at surveys, um, but um, campaigning and campaigning for justice. Some of us, when Christian Solidarity Worldwide did a presentation here, we all signed up. Some of you will be praying for Leah, the Nigerian, uh, who's been locked up since January 
for two years by Boko Haram won't renounce her Christian faith. Signatures and prayers. Click, 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 click. Lord, deliver her. What about ourselves? Quite a lot of persistence is required to learn new skills, new ways of thinking and being, particularly as Christians. Faith-wise, we need persistence when praying for healing, and we've heard some testimonies this morning. Faith-wise, we need direction. As a PCC, we're considering what it means to be a community, the go-to place in our local community. How's God going to guide us? We pray for justice and deliverance. Persistent prayers can be required when we need God's intervention. Grace and deliverance to change well-grooved patterns of thinking and behavior. I often remind myself of the biblical truth and the need for faith. With man and woman, Things seem impossible, but all things are possible with God. In our passage from Luke 18 today, if there was a key, a combination, click, 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 to unlock the way forward, surely it's persistence, faith, and God's ability and willingness to act. A note of caution. Some situations are not going to change like we'd like them to. We don't always understand the mind of God. We know it in part. Those with terminal illnesses, and I was with someone this week, knocking on heaven's door, maybe the prayers shift. I know Certainly in my own life, and I've probably told you this before, when praying for my dad who had cancer, we prayed a few years. He lived, I think, many more years than we expected. But at the end, I needed to cry out to God to take him home. In the most difficult situations, we pray, loving Father, help us to cope, give us hope. I'm inspired by the Apostle Paul in prison, learning freedom in whatever circumstance he faced. In prison, he seemed to be, don't know how he did it, free in himself, hidden in Christ. Luke 18 verse 1, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them what they should do. Always pray, never give up. Jesus was in intimate relationship with his disciples. He knew that they needed to know and practice this. How much more should we? Persistent prayer was discipleship lesson, probably nearly 101. They needed to know. Luke 18, verse 1, don't give up. 
verse 7, cry out to God day and night. What's your preferred pathway of prayer? As disciples, Jesus wants us, wants you to grow. Maybe learn other equally effective ways of prayer. Our Lent course has taught us that there's lots of ways to pray. Catherine's already shared the book by Pete Gregg. Do grab a copy. It teaches us a variety of ways. And interestingly, I've written on my page not to get stuck in one way of being and doing. We have praise and worship, listening, intercession, prayer and fasting, spiritual warfare, and more besides. Some of us are learning to be alone with God in silence and solitude, a way of becoming more aware of God's Holy Spirit his loving presence deep within us, wanting to transform us. Praying that God would show us things about ourselves and the world around us that we would not normally take time to notice. I find it scary and need to remember that I pray to a loving God who wants the best for me. Luke 18 is a reminder that God likes us to ask and keep on asking. I think there's embarrassment for some of us in asking. Well, we're self-reliant, used to sorting things out on our own. There's vulnerability in asking confessing our need. There's risk in asking. Will he answer? We need faith by his grace, sometimes more than we feel that we can muster alone. We ask in the belief that God is good, and that there's no limit to God's loving generosity. What stops us praying? Well, there's loads of things. But I want to start with misunderstandings about God's character, about his goodness. How about my pride and your pride, my independence and your independence, my self-reliance, laziness, sloth, downright foolishness. If as we believe that God exists and wants us to ask, maybe for some it takes us to get to a place of sheer desperation when we've exhausted all our other options, then maybe, just maybe, some of us will ask. Thankfully, we're in a church where most people don't have to wait to get to that point. We've all got plenty to bother God with. 
and he loves it when we do. Many times I've been wrestling and struggling with big issues. Some of your big issues are much bigger than mine. Personal stuff, finance stuff, pastoral situations, endless building projects. I've needed to stop, stop being self-reliant, working it out on my own, and pause long enough to listen to God, discerning his promptings. I remember, I've probably told this story before, I remember one time when I was in Chipstead going to uh, get away from the parish, went to Rygate. I must have been in a restaurant or a coffee shop, but I was thinking about these sort of things. I looked over the road and you have come across the, um, the company that I mentioned, but on a sign outside a restaurant over the road, just at the right time for me, it wrote, ask. I don't know if you've ever eaten at that restaurant. But I wasn't getting the message any other way. Never give up on asking God. The widow in our passage never gave up, pestering the unjust judge. I'm inspired by Jacob wrestling with God in Genesis 22, 26. I will not let go unless you bless me. Who of us here have had those times of prayer and intercession with God? Jacob was an overcomer, engaged with God passionately and tenaciously. Ended up with a dislocated hip, never mind, but the encounter changed his destiny. God renewed his identity, Jacob became Israel, and the rest is history. When I think of persistence and courage, I look to Jesus. You'll be relieved about that, maybe, in the Garden of Gethsemane, wrestling with the calling that was on his life. Luke 22, 39, Jesus went to the usual place. I hadn't noticed that before, the usual place on the Mount of Olives. And, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you won't fall into temptation. Jesus withdrew about a stone's throne beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. The angel of heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, listen to this, and his sweat was like drops of blood that fell to the ground. When he rose from prayer, and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. Lord, help me, help us not to be caught napping. Let's petition God. It's okay, essential to ask cry out for our daily needs, our daily bread. It's okay, essential to cry out for justice. It's okay, essential to cry out for deliverance. It's okay, essential to cry out for protection. It's okay, it's essential 
to cry out for peace and comfort from the torments of body, mind, and spirit. It's okay, essential, to cry out for God to give you me tangible signs of his presence and transforming love. We might not always be attuned to God's response, but we must ask. Both Jacob and Jesus got to a place where God the Father was sovereign. The direction of history changed as a result. God loves us and wants to engage with us and us with him, whether being still in God's transforming presence or in persistent prayer. When we pray, we do encounter the living God. It's wonderful uh, that there are more babies around church. We've had some contributions to our worship this morning. I absolutely love babies. Parents prefer it when they're sleeping. Um, we want to pray for more babies and more buggies in church. Wonderful new ministry, mums, bumps and babies. Loads of babies. It's great. More families. We pray that all of them encounter God. Babies, I've observed, are not scared to cry out for help to their parents or any other person that might be listening. Neither should we. Babies, it seems, skip a few stages and get straight to the point. Their unmet needs. I'm hungry. Wah! I'm hurting. Wah! I need attention. Wah! As adults, we do this, but in a different way from time to time. We don't have the words for babies. Through the tears and the crying, pick me up. Hold me close. Protect me. Love me. Which of those would we not want to cry out for ourselves or others? As grown-ups, we'd like to take a more nuanced approach. You don't need to, but if you do, we've already read it, we can go to the outline that we find in the Lord's Prayer. It begins with an introduction, acknowledging who God is, adoration, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us today our daily bread. This leads to simple, basic prayers, daily needs. It can also lead into audacious prayers. Ask and keep on asking. Why pray? Well, you've probably got a very long list. I've got time for three. Uh, there's loads more. Firstly... I think we pray to build our relationship with God. It builds a healthy dependency on God, our provider. Secondly, I think it expresses our need of God to meet our basic, healthy human needs and the needs of others. And thirdly, I think it acknowledges God's ability to provide 
God's ready and waiting and willing to give us what we ask and so much more. He's a good father with good gifts. How much more will your father in heaven, and I think it's Luke 11, say give the Holy Spirit and so much more to those who ask him. What more can we learn from Luke 18? The principal audience, verse 1, if you've got your Bibles in front of you, is the disciples. It's a basic discipleship lesson. They're taught to always pray and never give up, so there's a need for persistence. What is it that you're tempted to give up on? parables about a judge who has a seriously bad character. He didn't fear God, but for some reason, he did fear the persistent widow. I find that a little bit strange. Never mind. The widow was all alone. Widows were supposed to be looked after. Scamming, scamming widows, then and now, is to be despised. My mum had someone come round, I think last week, her fence had broken down. The bloke wanted some cash in advance before he went to get the fence. Thankfully, she wasn't that stupid. Grant me justice against my adversary, the widow, please. Maybe... The judge was waiting for a bride, but widows didn't have any money, so no representation. No bribe, in some contexts, little hope. Maybe you've been at a border crossing or somewhere else in a foreign country, maybe even in this country, where they've invited you to grease their palms. The Lord said, listen to what the unjust says, verse 6. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Ask, 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 ask and keep on asking. Never give up on God. I was just trying to think of a few prayers that I remember praying as a child. Anyone else here pray for Terry Waite's release from prison? We prayed that a long time. He was released on the 18th of November, 1991. And the reason I know that is that's when our eldest son was born. Who prayed about the troubles in Northern Ireland? And they haven't completely gone away, but my mum's from Ireland. We prayed those prayers quite a few times for the troubles to stop. Pray that God puts his restraining hand on those who would seek violence again. I prayed for quite a while for the spouse of one of my leaders in a former church who hadn't come to faith. There's those of you here that would resonate with that prayer. For direction and provision for projects that have been going on for years. For staff and church family members. I prayed for provision for people's jobs when they've been made unemployed or struggling to find employment. Maybe the toughest assignments, though, are when I dare to pray 
for changes in my own attitude. I don't know anyone else who struggles to pray and articulate and mean those sorts of prayers. We all, without exception, have a mandate to pray. Jesus told his disciples to, to pray and taught them how to do it. It's a privilege to pray. It builds our relationship with God and church members. It's essential that we pray. There's locks hanging on it. God's waiting to be asked and to answer. Luke 8, 18, sorry, Luke 18, 8 comes with a promise. I tell you, this is God speaking. God will see that you get, that we get justice. This is a message not to put up with injustice. When we pray for justice, we communicate God's heart. The passage from Luke 18 ends with a question. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Trouble comes, don't lay down, roll over, and let ourselves be beaten up by life's challenges. Be persistent in prayer. No, no, no. I'm on the right side of this. On God's side, I'm going to persist. God calls us to faith-filled, persistent prayer. Prayer helps us to lovingly punch above our weight. All things are possible with God. Jesus is going to return. And he's going to come looking and searching. Where is the faith? Where is the transforming love? Your faith will be measured in part by prayer and persistence. I'm going to close now just with a couple of questions. And maybe as I do, the band can come forward and get ready to play. And maybe those of you on prayer ministry can come forward either side and there will probably be some at the back. What have you been praying about over many years that you need to pray about again? What do you specifically need to pray about today? Never give up on asking God. Never give up on asking God. Never give up on asking God. Can I invite you to stand and I'm going to pray.